most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 167 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. This week we're talking about fasting, how to do it, and why you'd possibly want to ever give up one of the greatest things in life, food. food. But before we get to that, yeah, H.A. Jones. Yes, sir. How the heck are you? I'm well. How are you? I am sporting a beard. Yes. Tell me your thoughts. Um, My thoughts are we need to buy you a new razor. Oh, come on. Uh, it all started this week because my razor has broken. I mean, yeah. I've got plenty of like normal razors, but I don't like, I don't really like analog anything in my life. So the thought of like scraping a sharp instrument against my face without you know, some sort of battery-powered, electricity, Wi-Fi-connected device just seems barbaric. So I just let it grow. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> and then, you know, the students were like, hey, you're growing a beard. I'm like, it's not so much growing a beard. It's that, remarkably, AG hasn't commented on. So I think I might get away with it. And mm-hmm. so it's been seven days. And then this morning, we were like, are you planning on shaving ever? Mm-hmm. And so you just don't like beards. I don't. To be fair, this isn't a great example of a beard. It it isn't. I just don't have the pore growth for it. Not the pore the growth. Pore growth. Well, my pores are all so far apart that yeah, I just you have like look a sporadic weasley. kind oh, of ratty looking beard. I know. I love you, but thanks. It's not my shave. strongest point. Well, I'm <laughs> waiting for the particular razor I like on Amazon to go on sale. Then I'll buy it and then I'll oh, shave good again. Grief. But until then, welcome to ZZ Top. <laughs> okay, so. It was a good week this week, wasn't it? It's all my dreams are coming true. Well, do tell. Because you're into Mario Kart. I am getting into Mario Kart. Really? You want to upgrade your getting into? I have video proof of you in <laughs> Mario Kart. It is in so. Fact, I let a mosquito bite me just so I wouldn't lose my place. Not only that, yep. it's so refreshing to hear another parent in the house say, no, 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 don't talk to me right now. I just have to win this tournament. Which is what you said several times today, and I'm like, oh, my parenting goals are complete. Now both of us are ignoring our children. <laughs> well, the bad thing is, I don't even really know how to pause it. So There's no pausing. Uh, Once you're in, you're in it to win it. I don't, but you did pause it. I know, but I'm not showing you how to do that, because I quite like the fact that you're totally focused. How many tournaments have you won so far? Um, I have like, I think I have three cups, just at 50 cc. so it's not like I'm... Babe, but I'm learning to nothing to glide. be sniffed at. No. Drift. Drift. Yeah, you're adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's still Glide tricky. Glide away. <laughs> no, so. but you are. You're 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 great. And initially when I tried to teach you about drifting, you were like, This is pointless. I'm never gonna need this. And then you started playing on sand and snow. Well, Rainbow Road is oh. brutal. Oh baby. Oh yeah. seriously. If you know if you wanted another baby, you could have one right now. Just for, I said Rainbow just Road. for knowing the names of the courses, I'm in love. Oh, well. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come and get it, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, so. <laughs> but seriously, you are enjoying it question mark i am i love playing with mj he's adorable he's so cute and he loves that game but i don't really know how to help him very well well i i have two problems one i don't know the course very well two you said if you just go behind him and knock everybody out then he wins but i don't know how to do that well just and slow, three i want to win <laughs> all right there's the big problem <laughs> number three is really number one I I have an issue. Well, the thing I'm loving about the Switch, or as MJ calls it, the Nintendo Switch, to give it its full title, is that it can go anywhere with us. So Friday was my day off. I know we're jumping ahead in the week, but Friday, my whole goal was just to play as much Mario Kart as possible. 
And at one point you were like, babe, you actually have to leave the house. Vitamin D doesn't need to touch your skin. And I was like, fine. And I could just take the device with me mm-hmm. everywhere we went, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to influence everybody I know to get one so I can play online. So, hey, everybody, if you know me, please buy a Nintendo Switch so I can play Mario Kart Deluxe with you over the internet. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. In non-Nintendo matters, mm. review the week for me. Well, we started off the week by uh, teaching the Healing Life's Hurts Week at SOSL. So right. Tools that keep our heart free from pain, but actually inadvertently keep God out. So all these defense mechanisms we develop as we grow up to keep pain away do a great job. But the problem is they also keep the love of God out. So we need a better solution. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing, isn't it? I, I love I love the whole push-pause on life and finding a better way of doing things than, yeah. than we were never called to pain management. True. We're called to life and abundant life. The, yeah, absolutely. So we talked about that, which is great. Yeah. Michelle Vader is a little fire star. She's a pyromaniac. You weren't there, but she talked about fire. And she was amazing. Of course, she was talking about fire in our hearts, but she used all examples from literal fire, setting fire to things in her backyard. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me somehow. No. We had a fire last week. I think you were away. Was that last week? Yes. We had a fire pit in the back garden yes. for all of about two minutes until the fire started just burned out. But when I put the kids to bed at night, they all smelled like um, a barbecue pit. and I loved it. A barbecue pit? A fire pit. Okay. What, what do you call it? <laughs> what is it? A fire pit. They smell like smoke. But do you think it's like safe to have our fire pit on our deck, which is made out of wood? Sure. Okay. I mean, what's the worst <laughs> that happens? It burns down? <laughs> Yes, that is the worst that happens. Babe, it's not like the wood is soaked in oil. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. It's way more convenient. Okay. And the fire's contained. Y- yes, it is. I did look up on Amazon. You can buy these, like, I don't know what they are. They're like, it's called fabric concrete that you put grills on. It's supposed to stop sparks reaching out and starting a fire. But I was like, I don't know, is that really necessary? I guess we'll find out. People who know more, which let's face facts. Mm-hmm. Please send us information. You're, you're listening to the the level of our understanding, so you, <laughs> you definitely know more. Let us know whether we should worry about that. So that was Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, we had our all-staff meeting. I love Wednesdays. Yeah. My favorite day of the week. Really? Yeah, I love it. I love getting to be with all the people we love. That's so cool. Yeah. So we had all-staff. We talked about culture of honor with life languages, which, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. And then I went to my first dance class. Oh, how was that, darling? I mean, it was amazing uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, <laughs> and on some other levels, uh, it was. I totally triggered. <laughs> so Define triggering. Well, like, started bawling, crying, and just got really in touch with a bunch of uh, disappointment from when I stopped dancing. Because I got injured, so I stopped dancing because I was injured. And, you know, it's been 30 years, and I just realized... Uh, oh, wow, this actually, I haven't ever thought about this. Aww. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, she's she's teaching us to sort of be free while we're dancing. And, she being? Uh, Miss Elena. Who was yeah. on the podcast a couple of weeks yes. ago. Yes. So she's teaching the course and it's amazing. And of course, she's a dancer. And they're trying to sort of free you up to sort of move with the Lord. But I only really did ballet seriously. And... It's all about precision and knowing the right moves. And there's no right moves to know. And so I'm really hitting a whole bunch of roadblocks like, oh, oh, I can't perform. Oh, you know, so it's it's great. 
Yeah, you were you were adorable. You came home yeah. and just sat on the edge of the bed and burst into tears. We're like, I got really triggered tonight. And I was like, oh, baby. Yeah. And it's funny because cognitively you weren't aware that this was an area of disappointment in your life. I wasn't. I mean, I mean, I remember it being disappointing then. But, you know, seriously, we're talking 30 years, you know, since I danced. So, yeah, I Aww. wasn't I wasn't anticipating that at all. Sounds like you got your own Healing Life's Hearts this week. I did. And I'm... I'm thinking about Wednesday, like, do I really want to go back in there? But I'm like, I, I do, because, you know, even if I ball, it doesn't matter. I don't want to run from that, so. Good for you. And then Thursday, you had your own uh, triggering moments. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Yeah, okay, did. Um, I went to see a grief counselor for the first time. Yeah. I just figured losing two parents in two years, probably, I remember when I lost my mom, I remember coming home and speaking to Christine Stroop, who is our personal ministries pastor, who's just like this inner healing ninja. And I remember going in with Christine and said, Christine, I think I'm okay, but just because I think I'm okay doesn't mean I am. Can I sit under your microscope and can you just, you know, check my heart? And we talked through a bunch of stuff and that was super helpful. And, you know, with my dad dying, I don't know whether, I've spoken to a bunch of people and I don't know if it's because it was my dad dying or because now I'm without both parents Mm-hmm. But it affects me slightly different question mark. Yeah. And so I'm trying to process that. And so and so I thought it'd be really good to process some of what I am feeling with a counselor that deals with grief. And so I had my first session. Yeah. And that was it's always weird speaking to people about issues of the heart who don't know you. In some ways it's entirely refreshing because yeah. they have no paradigm. In other ways it's entirely frustrating because they you know, they don't know who you are or where you're at. And so I, I'm not making any judgments. It was our, our first session. He's given me some great reading to do. So I'm looking forward to digging into that, especially because it's C.S. Lewis, who, you know, I really like C.S. C.S.'s C's writing. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, Professor Lewis. Monsieur Lewis. <laughs> the, the dude that wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That I like guy. His writing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah. So that was Thursday. And then Thursday night, we got to hang out and have dinner with friends, which was just absolutely glorious. And yummy. I think I probably ate the most delicious grilled chicken I've ever eaten in my life. I agree. And, oh, wait, wait, stop the press. Yes. I know we haven't got to Saturday. Yes. But can we just talk about my burger extravaganza? No, we're not at Saturday. You have to keep it in order. People want to know in order. I'm, I'd be amazed if anybody wants to know this, but let's continue. <laughs> People are probably like, get on with it. What's the topics? You said fasting. Friday. We already talked about Friday. I played Friday. video games all day. Video games. You did, yes. Play video games all day. Then we had movie night uh, with the kids. Movie night with the kids. And uh, Saturday, my partner. Oh, okay. Well, no. Saturday, we cleaned. We did. Or tried to teach our kids how to tidy their bedroom. Yes. And it's frustrating. Well, I just realized it's mm. it's it's... Taught and caught, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we don't exactly do the best job of keeping things tidy. No. So it was fun. To, I say it was fun. I sound like a freak. It was fun teaching my daughter closet etiquette. How do you coat <laughs> hangers? And- well, I mean, there was, I had a huge checklist on Saturday, like 18 things. Mm-hmm. And I got like 15 of them done. So you were I happy. I just was like, yes, just knocking things off my checklist. But, but you know, a couple of them is to go through their closets and get rid of everything that doesn't fit them. So we've done that now. So that's great. Oh, and then Saturday night, I made my burger. Where were you? You went, oh yeah, you were out at birthday parties. So I was home alone, which I loved. <laughs> and I perfected my my burger, which I tried weeks before. Yes. So basically, 
Well, you say you perfected it. I haven't actually tasted this no. burger, so it's all up for interpretation. So basically, I took half a pound of ground beef. I still can't believe you ate the entire half pound. And there was more than half a pound in that container. No, no, I didn't use it all. Oh. So there's still some leftover. Half a pound of ground beef, shoved it in the freezer for 15 minutes with a pack of pepperoni in the freezer for 15 minutes, which I learned from Binging with Babish, which if you haven't watched the YouTube channel Binging with Babish, I can't help you. Yes. It's, it's amazing. amazing. So put it in the freezer for 15 minutes to firm it up, then shoved it in a food processor and kind of ground it all up. The pepperoni, the ground beef, some onion, some garlic. Uh, I threw in some red chili flakes. I threw in some maple syrup and some soy sauce and just kind of got it into a paste consistency. Then molded it into a half pound burger. Really? Uh, that's a lot of meat when I realized that's it. That's a lot of meat. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Grilled it only to discover I don't have any hamburger buns. So reluctantly used two slices of um, gluten-free bread, which was not a banner moment. Then buttered the bread, toasted the bread, then uh, romaine, some tomato, sharp cheddar on top of that bad boy, some barbecue sauce. Then I made some fries, some Cajun fries with some cayenne pepper. Yeah. And you had made some of the best fresh herb aioli, which I used both on the burger and as a dip for the fries you're welcome doesn't that mean i get at least half credit for the burger and the fries it was so good (laughs) it was like salty sweet spicy meaty oh it was just superb i bet it was meaty (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i washed it down with a mexican coke i was so happy excellent so that was saturday saturday night oh my gosh we watched the martian we did talk to me about the martian you didn't want to watch it i told you it was a comedy because the Golden Globes told us it was a comedy. It wasn't a comedy. I don't like any uh, thing where there's some lone person floating in space destined to die. I mean, that's not really my thing. Right. And there's not there's really just, comedy gold to be found in that. N- no. Um, but actually, this was quite funny. There I mean, there's so funny. many clever moments in it. But there's equally stressful moments in it. And the cast was superb. Fantastic. It was easily one of my favorite films I've watched this year. Yeah, it was really good. I think I could watch it now having seen it once already so i won't be so stressed right so yeah if you haven't seen it and you like well-made movies i highly recommend the martian there is some language in it though isn't there but it's pg-13 pg-13 so so they're like two f words and boy did they use them they did use their two f words Mm (laughs) yeah but you know mj uses an f word so (laughs) hey that was once like a week and a half ago but he said it four times so three Okay, so he's he's R-rated. He's not PG-13 anymore. Oh, no. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Anything else about this week that I forgot? Um, I helped with them in in the kids' room. None of that matters. All we have to remember (laughs) is you love Mario Kart and all my prayers have come true. Okay. All right, then. I love it. All right. All right. Our main topic for this week is all about fasting. Yes. And the topic is brought to us by a listener who asks... I'd be interested to hear some discussion around fasting. I know it's something in the Bible that we're asked to do, but if I'm honest, I found it really hard. My experience has been that I become so distracted, lacking focus and grumpy with my family while fasting, that I can't see it producing any good fruit. I generally don't feel closer to God while doing it, and I'm not even sure if I notice a difference afterwards. This all sounds negative, but I expect I have some things to learn, and I'm genuinely interested in your experience. For example, when would you fast, or any examples of the benefits you've experienced, tips for starting out, etc. Thank you for sharing so much wisdom, humor, and advice each week. I really do find listening to you both so refreshing. Well, thank you so much. 
All right, fasting, A.J. Jones. Yes. Where do we start? It's funny. I um, I guess because I didn't grow up in the church, I didn't really know anything about fasting. And so when I came back from YWAM, you know, the renewal had just started in Toronto. And a friend of mine uh, said he was going to start a 21-day fast. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. This is your first experience of fasting? Yes. I've never even fasted for a day or a meal. This sounds like AJ. <laughs> and so I was right like, in. I mean, I'm sure I can do that. That's, you know, fine. And so uh, we did water for 21 days. Um, you psycho. Well, I didn't know. I just did what he did because I didn't know what I was doing. And um, while I was fasting, I read a book called God's Chosen Fast. And, uh, and I think it's written by a guy who's like a doctor who's also a Christian. And so he's talking about what your body is actually physically doing and how to safely restart your body after fasting so that you don't damage yourself kind of thing. Well, at least you had that in your favor. Yeah. So I read that book while we were fasting. But what was funny was we were supposed to be doing 21 days. And we went to this concert with a bunch of people. Uh, and somebody said, you know, are you? why aren't you guys eating? And we're like, well, we're fasting. And they're like, but it's been longer than 21 days. You should be done by now. And we did the math and realized we were at 23 days. Overachiever. Yeah. So we both, we were sitting in Wendy's at the time watching other people eat. So we both went and bought a burger and ate a burger as our first meal back. And I thought I was going to die. Didn't you read the book that said, don't I buy did. a burger? I did. But I was just like, well, and it's funny because I wasn't even hungry. I mean, you you stop being hungry after about seven or eight days. Typically not my experience, but go on. Oh, just on water? Mm-hmm. You do? Well, I always have. You're, but let's, we've already established your freakish ways. Right, yes, my freakish ways. So you eat a burger and then what happens? Oh, I thought I thought I should go to the hospital. I was, I was in agony. Like I just thought my insides were going to explode. It was horrible. Well, because everything shut down. Yes, it would, it was not ready for anything. Gluten. Greasy burger, bacon, cheese. Oh, oh heck my no! Gosh, your it was, bowels must be it like, was time out. Time it was out. bad. So don't do that because that's a bad idea. All right. So yeah. now that we started with what you don't do, don't do that. Yeah. Let's rewind a little bit. Yes. Last week we we touched on fasting a little bit. We like threw out that whole thing from Matthew six where Jesus says, "When you fast, your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you." Right. And so straight off the bat, two things. It's interesting that Jesus had an expectation that we would be fasting. Mm-hmm. I never liked that part. Mm. And number two, that fasting, when done properly, brings a reward. Yes. Which is fascinating because I'm motivated by reward. Yes. As is MJ, who is currently getting a bag of M&Ms for breakfast if he stays in his bed through the night. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm glad we're not talking about parenting and we're talking about fasting. Well, we've never had this problem before, but currently he seems to want to get up in the middle of the night and cuddle. Yeah, it's like he reaches yeah. a light spot and is like, oh, I can oh. go downstairs, say I've had a bad dream. Get some cuddles, then come back to bed. And it's tricky because when he comes downstairs, he doesn't look like he's had a bad dream. He looks happy as Larry. But he's so cute. He's so cute. That little fuzzy duck butt. In fact, <laughs> what you did something we haven't done in 10 years of parenting. What's that? You let him sleep in our bed a couple nights ago. Well, to be honest, it was the lesser of two evils. It was either walk back upstairs with him for the second time or just let him crawl back in bed. And I know I can fall asleep. And Thanks. so we just let Thanks, him darling. come in. Yeah. Just, you know, 
you didn't like having his like appendages I, in various parts sleep. of your he, anatomy. He he had his hand on my face if I rolled his way. If I tried to put my back to him, he would put his foot against my butt or his hand against my neck. I'm just like, don't touch me. And if you like haven't gathered touched. yet, AG can't be touched <laughs> while she's sleeping. And then he talks in his sleep. He tells stories and has conversations. He's sound asleep and he's and I'm hearing one side of a conversation. Yeah. And then between that and the noises you make, it wasn't a good sleep. I don't remember a thing. I'm sure you don't, darling. Anyway, back to fasting. <laughs> My story to fasting yes. came out of a desire to hear God's voice. Oh, this is how funny the Lord is. Yeah. I'm a Christian who believes that God speaks, but haven't really heard his voice. And so I'm asking, I really want to hear your voice. I'm praying, I really want to hear your voice. And I'm listening. And to the best of my ability, I feel like the only thing I ever hear God say is fast. Right. Now, I've never fasted. And I've never heard God's voice. But I think I've heard God's voice. So what are you going to do in that situation? Ignore the thing that you think he's hearing and hope he says something different? Tried that. All I heard was fast. Right. So I actually started fasting. Mm -hmm. And I really knew nothing about fasting. I read two books, two fantastic books, Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting by Derek Prince and The Hidden Power of Prayer and Fasting by Mahesh Chavda. Yeah. Never heard about fasting, never heard any of the stories like in either of those two books. And so I was kind of inspired. Now, I I have a love affair with food. So the thought of not eating it did not appeal to me. Right. But I was just trying to be obedient and I just thought, well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try fasting. And so it started. I started all wrong. I just nobody told me anything. So I just thought I'll wake up in the morning and I'll not eat breakfast and I'll not eat lunch and I'll not eat dinner. And then I'll go to sleep really, really hungry and I'll wake up in the morning and it's called breakfast, break fast, literally. And so that's where I'll start. I would not recommend starting that way. That is a that is a huge jump and will not produce happiness for you. You'll be fasting for sure, but everybody around you might want to throttle you if you don't throttle them first. Right. My suggestion, what I've learned now, is just skip a meal. Pick Pick any meal. You mean when you're starting out? Like when you're starting. You've right. never fasted before? Right. My advice is have breakfast, don't have lunch, and then have dinner. And, you know, instead of having lunch, go and be with the Lord and pray or read your Bible. That's uh, that's what I learned to do. Right. Is, you know, lunchtime, just excuse yourself and go away and and, and pray. And you're just saying, Lord, I'm, I'm fasting, but I want to feast on you. Right. And ta-da, by dinner time, congratulations, you actually fasted. And hopefully nobody got injured in the process. <laughs> it's true. I haven't been able to do a uh, water fast since we got married. Really? Yeah. Oh. The the other thing to do is skip dinner. Mm-hmm. That's that's a slightly easier one. Mm-hmm. You actually fast for longer, if that matters, because you're sleeping half the way through it. But, you know, have lunch and then don't eat anything for dinner and spend that time or spend the evening with the Lord. Go to bed, wake up, and have some breakfast. The collateral damage of you not eating. Because let's face facts, if you're not used to it, you do get grumpy because your body doesn't need food. Yeah. And um, you'll be aware of it, but you sleep really well when you're fasting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do. I don't have favorite kinds of fasts. I have the least painful kinds of fasts. (laughs) Okay. But probably the one I found least painful, and if I'm honest really, really doable in lifestyle, it's a Daniel fast. Yeah. Because you can still, if you go to somebody's house or 
you have to go somewhere, do a meeting at a restaurant or whatever, you can just find some vegetables. Because it is hard to do that whole fasting in secret while having a life. Yes. Right? So you're at work and there's a business lunch. You don't want to say, well, I'm fasting. Right. Because that's, that's weird. Right. Um, if somebody, you know, if you've got, if you're trying to do an extended fast, which I'm not even talking about, but if, if you are, you know, if you're trying to do a couple of days, you've got life to get on with. So a Daniel fast is really, really good. There's two passages in Daniel, Daniel one eleven, where Daniel talks about, um, he just says, give your servants for 10 days, nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. And then in chapter 10, I think it is. Uh, he says, I ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touch my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks are over. So, you know, for an extended fast, a Daniel fast is a great choice. He mm. did it for 10 uh, or actually 21 days, either or. I think you just ask the Lord. I, I would start with like skipping a meal and then I'd build up to trying skipping a whole day. If if you want to start fasting, that, that would be my encouragement. Um, you can do juice fasts where you don't eat any food, but you have juice. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly find those easier than Daniel fasting even. Juice fasts? Yeah, well, water and juice. Yeah, because, well, again, it once you're about six days in, your your body, I guess your stomach shrinks or whatever, but you stop feeling like, oh my gosh, I need food. And I always felt pretty good on them. That's never been my experience. Never. Okay. The whole time I'm fasting, I am constantly thinking, I want tacos or pizza or chocolate or pretzels <laughs> or churros. Oh my gosh, or it ice totally. Cream. I, I literally, about day six, I, I can just keep going. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the, the one that we did together was uh, a Daniel fast, and I enjoyed it because, like I said, you can have nuts, you can have vegetables, you can have baked potatoes, you can you can kind of really fashion it. And by the way, you don't have to fast food. You know, you can fast other things. But for me, food is like my 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 big thing. And, and biblically, you know, some people have even fasted food and water. you got to be very careful with that. And again, I don't have experience of that. But No, I don't either. Anyway, fasting is abstaining from food. Start small, follow the voice of the Lord. And, you know, practice it in those ways. I would say the most successful fasts I've ever done are the ones initiated by the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And by successful, I mean I haven't killed everybody around me. Right. And there seems to be a grace on sure. it. There, there's an ease with it. But the grumpiness that our listener was talking about, it's, it's real. But the alarming fact for me is, it's a great reminder, how much of my niceness when I'm not fasting is actually me or how much of it is just that my grumpiness is actually abated by sugar? Oh, that's a good thought, isn't it? Well, honestly, it's like how much of it is me keeping myself um, alert and distracted by sugary foods? Yeah. But the grumpiness does the grumpiness does fade. It does, yeah. Talk about hunger strikes as opposed to fasting and why those don't work. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't think when I was doing them, I thought they were hunger strikes. It wasn't until a little bit later on that I realized it probably wasn't out of a healthy place. Right. So, um, yeah, for, I used to fast in the new year. So I did it like eight years in a row and I would fast for the first 40 days of the new year. Um, and, it, you know, typically those were uh, water and juice. Sometimes they were Daniel, but usually they were water and juice because I just found that easier to do. Right. Um, and, you know, I I would honestly feel really close to God um, and stuff like that. But I also... You and I have such different experiences fasting. Yeah, I really like fasting. Oh I, my gosh. I actually have to... I Well, I check with you if I feel like I'm supposed to fast. 
just because I think because I have a previous thing of eating disorders, I'm I'm yeah. quite good at not eating if I don't want to. Just talk about that. Talk about the the cautions if you've had an eating disorder. Yeah, if or- you've if you've had eating disorders, like I didn't I didn't really catch it until my eighth one, and then the youth pastor at the time was like, "Hey, can I just talk to you about your fasting in the new year? Like, I think it's sweet and everything, but um, I wonder if if that's gonna you know trigger your eating disorders that you're trying to get healed of kind of thing. And um, I, I had already experienced an enormous amount of freedom, but I did love the control of not eating. Mm, there we so go. So it was, it was definitely hitting something. And so I haven't done a 40 day like water, water and juice fast since then. Um, and I've only really done Daniel fast really since then, I think. But you realize that actually I'm hunger striking. Yeah. Right? I mean, I wanted information. I, I, I was like, I want information on what the year looks like. And so essentially, while I wouldn't have phrased it this way at the time, I was like, Lord, I'm not going to eat until I hear something from you about what happens this year. Wow. And, and, and strangely enough, the Lord would tell me a lot of stuff about what was going to happen. He you would know. do that without you fasting. Though. Yes, he would have. Right. But, but you know what I mean? Like, so I, I just sort of went, well, you see, it works. You know, I didn't really think about it. Uh. Um. So, yeah, I didn't realize it wasn't a healthy thing until a little bit later on. <laughs> Let's talk about your thing of, like, you would feel the presence of the Lord while you were fasting. Mm-hmm. I, I know some people who do. I just don't at all. It's For me, it's white-knuckling. It's like, okay, I'm fasting. I don't feel the presence or the pleasure of the Lord at all. Oh, talk to me about that. Uh, I mean, I did. I mean, it was one of... Uh, while I certainly think the control thing was playing in, I would look forward to that that forty day fast at the beginning of the year because I would feel so close to the Lord. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it just for me it was a a great way to connect. See, my research says that's fifty fifty. I I know you're not the only weirdo I know who says that. that Thanks. That, that, that when they fast, they feel <laughs> how many times a- can you call me weird in one podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, darling. Um, but uh, you know, I have heard that from other people. They're like, oh, I love fasting. I feel so close to the Lord. And then I also know a group of friends, myself included, who are like, no, that's not my experience. For me, it's really one out of obedience. And in terms of reward, um, I don't I don't even know if I feel like people say, oh, I often feel like the breakthrough after fasting. I I can point to experiences in my life where I would directly attribute to the time spent with the Lord through prayer and fasting. But uh, I'm not even sure if that's accurate. Do, do you want to know that the greatest tangible reward for me in fasting? Sure. I become utterly aware of my need for humility. Yeah. In, in all good. seriousness. Yeah. Psalm 35, verse 13, David says this. He says, I humbled my soul with fasting. And I don't know of a faster way to becoming aware that I actually need God. I. I get very, very, you know that verse that says, you know, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I forget which psalm it is. Yeah. I become acutely aware of my ungodly thoughts and my ungodly words. And I become convicted much faster when I'm fasting, no pun intended. So the, the fruit of fasting, the immediate reward for me is I am acutely aware of my need for more humility. And I'm like, Lord, I, because... I become weak. It's like it's like a man cold, in one sense. Like if I get sick with a cold or the flu, I'm instantly crippled. Like in in it's like kryptonite. I'm just like God. I just 
Mm-hmm. I'm so weak. I just it's, it's need true. you. Yeah. No, no, it, it really is. I'm yeah. completely in touch with my frailty. Because there's a danger when we're running through life on our own energy. We're like, I'm the king of the world, you know, and that's just not the case. Right. So fasting for me produces that that great awareness of, oh, Lord, I am in need of humility. Yeah. Yeah. What about revelation? Do you get more revelation when you fast? Yes. Gosh, like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. What do you mean you get more revelation? Help me understand that. I mean, like, I, I don't, I would get crazy visions and stuff like the whole reason i went into full-time ministry was because that year in that 40-day fast the lord gave me this very specific vision and then three different prophets came up to me and told me that vision back which is why i you know i stepped out into full-time ministry so i mean yeah i would say i i hear more clearly i tend to have more visions and stuff like that Uh, i'm speechless and i'm not allowed to call you a freak apparently so yeah no, well, weird is what you were calling me before, but uh, freak is also kind freak. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because that verse I was talking about, Daniel, it, you know, when he's fasting, he said in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true and concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips. And so my question is, did he get the revelation because he fasted or did he fast and then he got the revelation? You know, which came first, the fasting or the revelation? I don't know, but I do know that Daniel had a lifestyle of both fasting and wisdom and revelation. Right. So, I mean, this is where I, I have to go in correlation because in the seasons that I have fasted, at the same time in those seasons, there has been an acceleration of revelation, but I've never really joined the two together. And equally, there's been seasons of my life when I haven't been fasting and I get amazing revelation. So it's hard for me to put the two and two together. So it's fascinating for me to see you so unambiguously say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's been my experience. I'm yeah. like, dang. Yeah. Now you're making me want to fast again. Oh, <laughs> don't put that on me. So, yeah, there's... um an increase in humility, an increase in revelation. What about anointing? Now, this is where you're going to go, yeah, I raised my first person from the dead after I've been fasting. <laughs> but no. no kidding, Mahesh Chavda in his book, The Hidden Power of Prayer and Fasting, yeah. he talks about raising somebody from the dead and the power of fasting and that. That's the book that got my attention. I was like, wait. Wow. What? What now? Wow. I just think even the people that I think of that are raising the dead and stuff, they have a regular lifestyle of fasting. Like you think about Supresa and whatever, like they they talk about the fact that they fast on a regular basis. Right. And so I do think there's something to that for sure. Well, it's also biblical. Yeah. You know, when the disciples try to pray for that boy and the demon wouldn't come out and they, they come to Jesus and Jesus tells them, hey, this kind of only comes out by prayer and fasting. You know, there's, there's an obvious thing like, hey, guys, you you now have the anointing or the power and the, the the lack of what you're looking for comes by prayer and fasting. Right. But what's interesting is in that episode, Jesus did neither. He neither prayed nor did he fast to get the demon out. He just commanded it out. He right. still He still got the demon out. Why? Right. Well, he had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. Right. What he did then prepared him for now. I remember watching one of my close friends. They started fasting weekly. Right. And I noticed a huge shift in the power and the authority yeah. on their ministry. Yeah. Um, so, as with everything in the kingdom, God's God's not going to lie. Yeah. The Father does reward us 
for doing these things in 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 secret. It's important to note, though. I don't think, having said everything we've said, I don't think fasting earns you anything. No, I think what it does is it slows us down and makes us aware of what is available. Yeah. Bill Johnson says this: I don't fast to pay a price. The price has already been paid. I fast to refine my focus so that I might more fully apprehend all that has been purchased. Yeah, which, that's so good. Well, that's you know, Bill just Bill snores revelation. Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> But I think that's what it is. I think fasting slows you down so you're stationary long enough for God to hit you with a blessing. Yeah, so good. I'm going to link in the show notes. There's a there's a great article. I've linked to it before. It's on um, IHOP, Kansas City's page about fasting. It's it's the most practical document I've ever read about fasting, preparing to fast, some of what we've talked about already. It's really, really good. So that's our thoughts on fasting. If you have any other questions, shoot us a text. But why don't you this week just ask the Lord about whether to try fasting and Try skipping a meal and seeing what happens. Yeah. Do that. It'll be fun. You might be like AJ and you might get like heavenly visitations and revelation and angels show up and magically feel the presence of God. Or you could just be like me I didn't and say just that angels. force it, feel nothing, but just think, oh, it must be good for me. Well, that's probably more impressive anyway. What's well, a bit like the people, you know, our neighbor, Brit, who loves working out, who works out every single day. Yes. And enjoys it. Yeah. Or my friends who run and they're like, oh, I love running. Yeah. And then there's me. I'm like... I know that physical exercise is good, nay, required. Right. But I get no joy out of it. And so I, you know, I guess different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Is that a saying? But do you like, do you get more like, I don't know, brownie points or something like that because you do it uh, even though you hate it? Or, uh, you know, I just wonder if I, the whole thing works. If I do get brownie <laughs> points, do I lose them instantly when I get to heaven going, in your face? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Dang it. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I need to fast to be more humble. Yeah. All right. Tell us what's coming or up. Or eat more brownies. Um, what's coming up? Well, we have the conference uh, happening at Grace Center at the I end of October. Wait. I'm literally so excited. I know. I'm stoked. I cannot wait. Yeah. Heaven declares. So we have uh, David Campbell coming in from Scotland. And uh, I suppose he's from Scotland, but he's based in the UK. Well. Be careful. He's based in London, isn't he? He's St. Albans? In, he's based in England, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then our really good friends, Gary and Sarah Morgan, are coming in. So we're stoked. It's going to be so good. It's literally going to be a killer conference. And our own Grace and our worship team are leading worship, which I'm so excited so about. So am I. So I, am I. I. I cannot wait. I am so excited about this conference. Yeah. So if you are thinking about coming and you want to be in the main room, you want to get your tickets. And you can get your tickets at gracecenter.us slash heaven declares. Um, good news and bad news? Yes. Bad news is we ran out of your books, Finding Father. Yes, we did. Good news, they're back in stock. Yep, we got a big shipment in, so we're good to go. So if you did try order them and you couldn't get hold of them, um, I have emailed those of you who were in that situation, but we're back in stock. Finding Father is available for sale. Go to alanandaj.com to find out more. All right, well, it's been really fun to hang out with you, and I hope you have a great week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me, Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their experiences, keeping up with the
Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone 